Thank you, Freddie. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored here again on a Tuesday night live. Dr. Jerry and I bring you the latest and greatest information. No fake medical news here. Tonight's show is going to be a little bit different because we've been away for a couple of weeks and we will talk about the power of ozone therapy. Uh, but we have so much more to talk about before we get to that. And before we get to that, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, I propose that you have an attitude of gratitude because gratitude improves our quality of life. It's an antidote for negative emotions like depression, anxiety, and anger. And I'm recommending this week you write an inventory right now and begin each item on your list with a phrase, I am grateful for. And the list will read something like, I am grateful for my health. I am grateful for my house. I am grateful for my relationship and so on. And read that every morning uh, and start your day with that. Ladies and gentlemen, this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice diagnosis or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. That being said, let's introduce the one and only, the famous Dr. Jerry Smith. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. I'm all rest up from uh, the two-week hiatus. And, uh, you know, it was interesting to note that, uh, you know, God works in strange ways. He said he created idiots first for practice, and then he created doctors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, you know, I, I, I read one, too. Amateurs built the ark, and prevent, professionals built the Titanic. So there you go. <laughs> right. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just to whet your uh, appetite for what's coming in the rest of the show, we're going to talk about oxidative therapies. That includes ozone, that where they work by stimulating your immune system, enhancing mitochondrial processes, and facilitating healing with virtually no side effects and can be used either as treatment or prevention. They can be used as a potent anti-aging health strategy for general wellness. Just remember that, ladies and gentlemen, anti-aging strategy for general wellness. Okay, we have a lot to cover. We have some uh, interesting questions that were sent in to us by uh, our listeners, and we're going to get to them at the end of the show. But I want to start the show with a, with, with a few uh, editorials, and Dr. Jerry has some very interesting information. I want to know, where are the bodies this year? What do you mean? Well, it's not mafia I'm talking about. The 35th annual report from the American Association of Poison Control Centers shows, get this, zero deaths from vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, niacin, pyridoxine, which is vitamin B6, or any other B vitamin. There were no deaths from multiple vitamins, adult or geriatric. There was one single allegation of death from chronic vitamin D overdose listed on table 21, page 170, and then repeated in table 22B on page 203. It is described as ARD, which means an adverse drug reaction. The relative contribution to fatality is a three on a six-point scale, which is uh, where one is the highest, which means contributory. Well, that's a little little con. Uh, a little uh, confusing me. But anyway, although details are not provided, it appears that the individual took vitamin D long-term and died, and died, but causality, causality could not be established. There were zero deaths from any dietary mineral supplement. This means there were no fatalities from calcium, magnesium, chromium, zinc, colloidal silver, selenium, iron, or multiple vitamins. It showed no deaths from amino acids, creatine, blue-green algae, glucosamine, chondroitin. There were no deaths from herbs. There, that means there were no deaths from blue colash, echinacea, ginkgo biloba, ginseng, kava kava, St. John's wort, valerian root, yumbine, and on and on and on. There were no deaths from any homeopathic remedy, Asian medicine, or ever de- it's easy for me to say, Ayurvedic medicine, the Indian medicine, none. The fatality from some unknown single ingredient botanical was reported in in in, new, in the UK, but it doesn't list the what it was. There was one unsubstantiated death attributed to melatonin. But ladies and gentlemen, you could take three bottles of melatonin. Uh, the LD50 is 1,250 milligrams per kilogram. So where are the bodies if mal if nutritional supplements are allegedly so dangerous as you would have you believe by the FDA and the news media and even some physicians still claim, I'm going to ask you one more time, where are the bodies? Now, contrast that to medications. Well, Dr. Jerry has some interesting statistics on that. Yeah, basically, there were 35 drugs that the FDA approved originally and then they pulled them off the market. You know, some of them you'll probably recognize. One was Accutane. That 27 years was on the market between uh, 1982 and uh, June of uh, 2009. And basically it was Hoffman-LaRoche, 
and increased risks of uh, birth defects, miscarriages, premature births when used by pregnant women, inflammatory bowel disease, and suicidal tendencies. Not bad for correcting some acne. (laughs) 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 Once you die, you don't have to worry about the acne. That's right. Clear it up. Yeah, then another one was Bacol. It was basically a statin drugs, and it, again, called rhabdomyolysis, which is, you know, breakdown of muscle fibers, and uh, it caused the release of the myoglobin in your bloodstream, and then it, it did a number, and it, you get kidney failure. Only 52 deaths. Not bad. You know, 31 in the U.S., 385 non-fatal cases, and most requiring hospitalization. But, hey, it keeps the economy going, right? It keeps the How many full. deaths? For multiple vitamins, minerals, herbs, and homeopathy, though. Zero. <laughs> Zero. Hey, but that doesn't generate business. You're a terrorist, Dr. Ron. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something else these drugs are doing. It's saving the corporations billions of dollars because of the, young, the Americans are dying young before they can cash in on their IRAs. Yeah, I know my, my cousin who came up from Florida was on the uh, – two fancy chemo drugs at $5,000 a month prescription. And after he took the first dose, he had to call 911. And he said he swore he, he, if he made it out of the hospital, he'd never you know, try these poisons again. Wow. Incredible. Well, what else you got? Well, there was a Bextra. It was a, an NSA drug, you know, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory for pain relief. It caused serious cardiovascular adverse events like death and myocardial infarction and stroke, minor side effects, increased risk of serious skin conditions, you know, like toxic epidermal uh, necrosis, uh, Stevens-Johnson syndrome, erythema multiforme, gastrointestinal bleeding. But, uh, you know, hey, you got to get rid of the elderly. little gastric bleeding never hurt anybody, right? That was only yeah. on the market for 3.3 years. Uh, 60,000 deaths a year from non-steroidals. So that, that's, that's thin in the herd. Yeah, yeah. Then there was another one, uh, Cyclert, uh, for central nervous system stimulation to treat ADHD and ADD and uh, liver toxicity. It's only it was on the market for 30 years, you know, from 75 to, to 2010. But it, it's crazy what the hell's going on. They approve these drugs, people get paid off, and then after it kills, you know, enough people and uh, it hits the fan, then they uh, reconsider and, and start pulling them off the market. I, I have a this one. Yeah, do you remember right. Darvin and uh, Darvon and Darvin? Darvin and Darvisset, yeah. yep. Yeah, 55 years from 1955 to, to uh, 2010. And the serious toxicity to the heart uh, between 1981 and 1999, there was over 2,110 deaths reported. How many of the unreported ones? Crazy, isn't it? Or, yeah, and it is crazy. You know, and, and I don't know if you remember, they. They they developed a drug from Darvon spelled backwards called Novrad, which was a a, a, a drug to relieve uh, opioids. So I mean, even though it killed a lot of people one way, they got them on the other end too. Of course. Jeez. So there's a lot so of anyway, drugs that that have been yeah. recalled, right? Absolutely. How about uh, DBI, Fenformin? It was an anti-diabetic drug. Nineteen years on the market. Uh, called the lactic acidosis, uh, and in patients with diabetes, just what they needed, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a that's a killer. That's Unbelievable. A killer. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a drug out that uh, you may know somebody that's taking it. 
And I'll give you, they, they got 70, the drug company now has 775 million reasons uh, to tell you to keep taking it anyway, because that's how many dollars two drug companies are shelling out to settle thousands of lawsuits because they hid the deadly risk of this blood thinner Zarelto. You believe that? They hid it. Okay. They, well, and, and they paid it out. You know what? And that, let me put that in perspective. That is how much money they make in just three months of sales of Zarelto. Three months. So they paid it off and did not uh, have to admit to any guilt. So there's no, the safety promises of drugs, ladies and gentlemen, is a sham. And that's why Dr. Jerry and I continually preach that you have to take control of your health. Medical error is the third leading cause of death in the United States. And if we get to a one-payer system and, and you can choose any doctor you, you want to, provided they're approved by the government, uh, you are going to be in trouble. So that's why we're bringing you this type of information. You agree, Dr. Jerry? Absolutely. The, the name of the game is once you have a, a dictatorship of any type of organization, it, it takes away your choices. And you think that the government's looking out for your best interests. But that's the farthest thing from the truth. Yeah. You know, and, and I, Dr. Jerry, I think we probably did about five hours of shows on statin drugs. And you, you, you just mentioned one that was recalled. But I, the, the medical profession, the cardiology profession, the American Heart Association, they're still obsessed with lowering cholesterol. And they're still pushing statins. They're brainwashing everybody. Well, you know, I was out to dinner uh, over my son's friend's house, and his um, um, mother's, uh, you know, uh, friend is a doctor, and he's retired. And I started telling him about the dangers of statin drugs, and he proceeded to tell me he's taking statin drugs. I said, you, "You're looking to commit suicide." I said, "Don't you know the side effects?" Here's a, a medical doctor, and I and I went through every one of them, you know, rhabdomyolysis. Uh, brain shrinkage, you know, dementia, type 2 diabetes, liver problems, kidney problems. And, like, the guy's looking at me like a deer in headlights. Yeah. And I said um, to his, his significant other, I said, I hope his insurance is paid up. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, wait, wait to hear this, because this should get people's attention. Uh, there's a cult of anti-cholesterol people, right, that uh, want to take your lipid lowers as low as they can get. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just repeat here. It can go too low. The latest came out of a study from, you know, people like big names. This came out of Harvard University. If this don't knock some sense into people, I don't know what it is because it, it was about aggressively lowering cholesterol. Women with very low levels of the, what they call the bad cholesterol were more likely to have a hemorrhagic stroke than women with higher levels. We're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, the LDL that bottoms out at less than 70 milligrams per deciliter, which is right where the mainstream cardiologist would have it be. But for the women in the study telling that mainstream line, more than doubled their risk of hemorrhagic stroke. The study's lead researcher, however, still claims that lowering cholesterol can reduce your risk of a stroke in general and ischemic stroke. Oh, darn. Hemorrhagic stroke is... Quite severe, quite severe. It has an abysmal survival rate, Jerry. Many of those afflicted have never they never they never reached the hospital alive, and half of them die within a month. 
Well, you know, it brings the story about the aspirin. You know, when they ran all the the so-called publicity that it lowers, you know, heart attack and and all, but they never mentioned the fact that it increases your chance for stroke because it enhances the bleeding. Yeah. Well, wait, wait to hear the rest of this because this is important. The participants with the lowest levels of this quote unquote bad cholesterol weren't unhealthy. They were younger. They were thinner. They were more active. And they were less likely than the high cholesterol group to have a history of hypertension, and their low cholesterol levels weren't the result of taking medications. They, they didn't know what to make of it. These, these women died from taking statin drugs. 28,000 women were enrolled in this study. So that, I'd say that's a pretty good, good population to get some statistics from, not 10 or 20. So, uh, you know, you and I aren't surprised by it, but your brain is made of fat, ladies and gentlemen, which means your brain needs fat to stay healthy. Okay, please, uh, you just take heed about these statin drugs. Uh, they deprive, you, they deprive your brain of the fat it needs. And like Dr. Jerry said, dementia, Parkinson's, uh, all diseases that can be attributed uh, to these drugs. So that's my two cents also, Jerry. Are there any other drugs that, that you, you saw in your research that jumped out at you that people would recognize that were re- well, recalled? Um, yeah, hold on. Let me just take a look at the list here. Um, Hisminol, basically an antihistamine. Yeah. Uh, so, again, slowed potassium channels to the heart, and it could cause, uh, you know, effect with your heart condition, arrhythmias. I mean, it's an electrical yeah. uh, disturbances of your heart. I mean, it was on the market for 11 years. How about how about the the one that the comedian used, the old Quaaludes? Quaaludes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Quaaludes. 23 years. Oh you my hit God. it right on the head, Doctor Ron. Wow. It, it only causes mania, seizures, vomiting, convulsions, and death. Oh Methoquinolone, God. originally tested in India as a malaria treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely incredible, incredible. 23 years it hung around. But I'm sure they made enough money that it paid for their you know, FDA approval and then some. Yeah, they, they, they never lose. I noticed one on the list that you sent me, Vioxx. And that that was a killer from the start. Oh yeah, big time. What did you you sent me a number? I think uh, twenty seven. Yeah, it was twenty five point three years. <laughs> Gee, what did, did it cause any problems? Did they had to recall it? <laughs> oh, my, minor. Only twenty seven thousand seven hundred eighty five heart attacks or sudden cardiac deaths between ninety nine and two hundred three. That's not bad. Ladies and gentlemen, be the CEO of your own body, please. This is serious stuff we're talking about. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Well, the, the walk-away message is that if your doctor wants to hit you with a new drug, you better ask him for the stats on the drug, what's the long-term effects, and what's the studies. Today, they're pushing these darn drugs through like uh, they're, they're hot potatoes. Everyone's dropping them. They don't care. And, and the other joke in this whole matter, um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Elsevier, which is respected publishing house for medical journals they were caught publishing two quote medical journals 
that were paid for by Merck, okay? They had no Merck's name listed in any of the two journals, but they had phony articles in there telling the efficacy of Merck's drugs. So basically, they were uh, an illusion. It was smoke and mirrors. Two journals were being published by, you know, a reputable uh, publishing house, Elsevier, and it was just pure hype to sell their uh, Merck's drugs. And it was unbelievable when I found that out. And I think it's something that's something else because of the because of the way the prescriptions are filled these days. I think it's important for our clients, our, our listeners, to know where these drugs are produced, because China supplies drug makers with almost every imaginable kind of pharmaceutical, from cancer medications to statins to depression pills, and of course, mostly all of our antibiotics. Dr. Harry Laver said, it, quote, it's becoming very difficult for me to write prescriptions at all because so many meds are made in China and you don't know what's what. That's pretty heavy. So when you get a, a prescription filled, you should look for the country of origin, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if it comes from China, they have a lot of exceptions uh, to what is uh, banned in other countries and they can ship these drugs here. Uh, and there's a lot of quality short shortfalls. Uh, these, some of these board facilities have been allowed to send us ready-to-use drugs as well as ingredients to manufacture them, all to avoid the so-called domestic drug shortage. So they, the, the, the reporter said, even under the best of circumstances, FDA officials whose job it is to inspect these facilities in person are often stonewalled when it, when it comes to getting visas. They can't even get in the country to, to inspect. So there's no such thing in China or India as a surprise inspection for these drug plants. So please, uh, please be careful. And how about the, the former New England Journal of Medicine editor uh, spoke about the corruption in American medicine. Harvard Medical School's Dr. Marcia Angel, she was the author of The Truth About Drug Companies, How They Deceive Us, and what to do about it. She also was a former editor-in-chief of the New England Journal of Medicine, arguably one of the most respected medical journals on earth. And I'm reading a quote. She said, it's simply no longer possible to believe much of the clinical research that is published or to rely on the judgment of trusted physicians or authoritative medical guidelines. I take no pleasure in this conclusion, which I reached slowly and reluctantly, over my two decades as editor of the New England Journal of Medicine. I mean, this is by a reputable ex-editor. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Well, I, again, I always like Mark Twain because one of his great quotes is, be careful about the medical textbooks you're reading because you may die of a misprint. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, ladies and gentlemen, one thing you should know is Dr. Jerry and I are talking about appropriately prescribed prescription drugs. Not We're not talking about the, the stuff you get on the street, the, the heroin deaths, okay? So we're talking 330,000 deaths per year and 6.6 million hospitalizations per, meal, per year and 80 million medically minor problems per year from correctly prescribed medications. Just think of that. Yeah, but Dr. Ron, you missed the whole point. You know, when you buy your drugs on the street, you don't get 
balanced insurance uh, forms. <laughs> yeah, but you know, seriously, if you're buying from the street, you deserve what you get. But when your doctor <laughs> prescribes you a drug, you expect it to be safe, and they're not. You would think so. You would think you so. You would think yeah. so, right? Yeah. That's why. That's why we have this program. That's why Jerry and I bring the you this program every week. You know, uh, we we do a lot of research, and we we just hope that you pay attention because it's really important stuff. Uh, you're not going to find this any other place. Well, you know, they say uh, was it Dr. Peskin made the point that the average physician is 20 years behind the research. 20 yeah. years behind. So again, you think you're getting the latest greatest when in fact, you know, this guy can't wait to get out on the golf course because uh, he's all stressed out. Yeah, he put the ladies and gentlemen, that brings up an interesting point. Uh I guess my three favorite programs were the two of Dr. Wong on illnesses most likely to kill you and his systemic enzyme uh, program and Dr. Peskin on uh, uh, toxicity of fish oils. I think they are basic to survival anymore. You, you, you have, we, we will review them uh, next week, but they're really specific for survival in this day and age. Uh, and now, you know, it's interesting today. I don't usually read the Wall Street Journal, but I saw it this morning. They had an article about B12, and they said everything Dr. Jerry and I say. You can't measure the stuff. You've got to go by the symptoms because the blood test is inaccurate as could be. And the old-time the old doctor used to say, come in, I'll give you a shot of B12. You know what? He was ahead of his time. He was ahead of his time. So uh, how, do you, how do you check for B12? I'll throw you a little curveball because we didn't talk about that. Do you, do you uh, check for it? Well, I I use cranial rhythm, and I put whatever remedy that I believe the patient needs on their chest, and I feel the cranial rhythm. And if it maintains uh, symmetrical and a, a good amplitude, then I know it's good for the patient. Um, and, you know, I've had a real high success rate through the years using this technology because it changes, you know, from day to day. So I'm giving the patient what they need at that particular time. And then when they come back for a reval, you know, I reassess their dosages and what they're taking. Okay. And, and I, if you get can, can get to a, a, a practitioner like Dr. Jerry, you're way ahead of the game. But if you're on a proton pump inhibitor, man, you need B12. You, you need B12. As you get older, you need B12. I, I, don't, I don't care what a blood test would, show, would, would reveal. It's just that you don't have the... The ability to absorb it as you get older. And if you're taking daily aspirin, it also kicks B12 out of the body. What's wrong with daily aspirin? The, the, the oh. cardiologist says you should take one every day. Absolutely. Well, it, it keeps the headaches away, right? Boy, what a grenade you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we talk a little bit about ozone and get to our questions, I just want to tell everybody uh, we're, we're really fortunate, and we do have an attitude of gratitude, Dr. Jerry and I, because uh, 83% of our listeners come from the United States, eight over 8% from Canada, and 3% between Ireland and the United Kingdom. So I want to thank everybody for listening. And we're getting a lot of hits on Spotify, uh, Alexa, and I'm, I'm just looking over here. Uh, and still, uh, Dr. Peskin was 600 a day. He's, he's leading the list. Uh, with people listening to that program. Dr. Jaffe, I mean, we've had some fantastic guests. And Dr. Nye and Cordyceps, I mean, 
you know, we we shouldn't let that 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 particular herb just die either. Be after his show. I mean, I, I take it. Do you still take it, Jerry? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I took a half a teaspoon, you know, half hour before the radio show, and my mind is like crystal clear, and my energy levels way up. Um, it's too simple, you know. You put Sunoco Racing Fuel, and you can feel the 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 acceleration in your car right away. Well, now that I'm using uh, uh, my O3 Elite ozone generator, I, I that plus uh, the cordyceps, the enzymes, and the uh, uh, parent essential oils. I mean, it's it's just rocket fuel. I mean, it is the magic formula. All right, so Jerry, uh, I, I have you sent me some notes. I have some notes. Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, ozone. Oh wait, one one thing. There was a breaking news today. I think this is serious. Showerhead bacteria are linked to lung infection prevalence. Okay, not to read you the whole story, but uh, this took place in Colorado. They took biofilm samples from showerheads throughout the United States and Europe and found a high abundance of potentially pathogenic types of mycobacteria. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Okay, uh, they said here, the studies, they had 606 samples from the United States, 50 from Europe all collected by scientists. The worst incidence of these lung infections are Southern California, hey, Floridians, Florida, and New York. So my my solution would be, and I'll see what Jerry says, you know, you could wipe them down with vinegar and all. I spray colloidal silver on the shower heads. And uh, you had, I, I, again, I'm springing that on my, my co-host here, but uh, he, he knows everything, so I don't mind doing that. But shower head bacteria, what would you do? Well, I have a whole house water filtering system, and so I don't worry about that stuff. My, yeah, but how uh, about the average person? Yeah, the average person, uh, I wouldn't take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> Use a lot That's of right cord. I'd say you don't have many friends. <laughs> right. Well, you I, I say, you know, if, if you're going to LA Fitness or one of those places, spray, yeah. take some clothes with, with you and spray that shower head. Uh, but yeah, and, and I agree with Jerry. Have a yeah. have a whole house filter. You'll you'll see on the news tonight. I I got a a a, a blast of right before we went on air. California has uranium uh, and other uh, uh, radioactive material in their drinking water. How good is that? Yeah, but you'll glow in the dark and you won't get lost going to the bathroom. <laughs> Don't have to worry about your thyroid. That's for sure. Right. God bless us. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, we just had to bring you this stuff. There's so much that comes across our desk every day, and uh, I hope that is of some use to you uh, as you go through your day. Uh, let's just talk a little bit about ozone. Uh, this will just be a little introduction to it uh, because ozone is a powerful tool. It could be used for disease prevention, for treatment of illnesses. Low doses of it can be utilized. Not only in medical clinics like Dr. Jerry's, but as he as he has it on his website, icnr.com, you could use it at home. So let me introduce it, then I'll turn it over to Jerry because he's been using it a lot. I've been using it now for three weeks, and uh, uh, I will keep getting my oxygen cylinder refilled. I guarantee you. So what are what's ozone? Ozone molecules are highly reactive forms of oxygen. Ozone molecules, and there's three of them, they're produced by splitting oxygen molecule, molecules. Oxygen is zero, two. And they're, they're split by a special ozone generator. Different ways they do it, 
corona discharge, what have you. It doesn't matter if the generator is from a reputable company. More specifically, the oxygen is fed into a generator by, through an, by an oxygen tank. By splitting the oxygen, which contains two oxygen atoms, sharing two electrons, which is stable, it results in two single oxygen atoms. These single atoms don't have enough electrons, so the negative and positive charges are not balanced, and it has an unpaired electron. And that's what makes it so valuable. This form of oxygen molecule cannot last on its own and will bind instantly with an oxygen molecule forming ozone. Now you have three oxygen atoms sharing the same amount of electrons that only make two oxygen atoms happy. And so this becomes very reactive and has the potential to create many desired reactions in our body, many biological reactions. When ozone comes in contact with the human body, it reacts instantly. So there are effects of this. The one effect that I like and that I, is the anti-aging effect. Because remember we said about that mitochondria that are workhorses of our body? So if you have, you know, you have to have something preceding this. And Dr. Jerry and I have talked about this. You have to have permeable cell membranes. They, you can't have plastic around them. As long as those cell membranes can transmit oxygen in and toxins out, the same thing will occur in the mitochondria. And mitochondria, believe it or not, are 10% of our body weight. And they have many functions. They are the powerhouses of our body. They generate most of the cell supply of ATP, adenosine triphosphate, which uses a source of chemical energy for the entire body. And that's where ozone's potential benefit for enhancing energy production lies. So as you age, what happens? You lose your ability to utilize oxygen over time. You get free radical damage. You've heard of that uh, from uh, for years now. And the aging process increases free radical formation and decreases antioxidant buffering. So you can't get rid, you have more of it and you, you have reduced capacity to get rid of it. And so what does that lead to? Mitochondrial decay. Okay, some people call it functional hypoxia, which means functional loss of oxygen. Okay, so this is really important. This decreased oxygen utilization is the primary cause of degenerative disease. Dr. Peskins told us a cell that is that has enough oxygen will not turn cancerous. So this is, it's really important. So autoimmune diseases, cancer, cardiovascular disease, are all enhanced by the presence of optimal oxygen utilization. That's why ozone therapy can have a role to play in virtually every case of chronic disease that we talk about on this show. So the starting point of your life is not genetically predetermined like or fixed. It is not inevitable. The better your oxygen utilization, the better your mitochondria. And wow, this is influenced by, by ozone. So I, that, that's just an introduction of, of what I know about it. And I, ha, I have a lot more. It is used in Alzheimer's cancer. Uh, Dr. Uh, Jerry uses it in dental applications. And it's been around the world. It's been here at least since 1857. So, Dr. Jerry, why don't you tell us your experience with this, this ozone? Well, you know, a couple little situations that uh, warranted <clears throat> had a patient refer to me uh, who had pain in the tooth, and, of course, the dentist wanted to do a root canal, and basically it had a, a viral infection in the tooth. 
well, you can't very well give an antibiotic because that doesn't work against viruses, and you're not going to go into any fancy the drugs, uh, interferon and that kind of stuff because that tears down your teeth in the long run. So what I did is I literally made a little um, chamber out of silicon putty. I made it around the tooth, and I put a valve into it, and then I pumped the ozone into the tent that surrounded the tooth. And after 10 minutes, the pain totally went away in the tooth, and the guy was fine. I mean, just little simple stuff like that. Um, anytime a tooth is extracted, you know, you got to remove the, the splinters, the infections uh, in in the socket. And so when you bubble ozone into that area, you know, I just fill up a syringe and squirt it into the uh, the blood in the socket along with some uh, colloidal silver and uh, homeopathic remedies, 99.9% of my patients have no post-operative pain or swelling because when you eliminate the infection in the wound, there's no pain. There's no toxins that are being released. And, you know, my, my glaring one, uh, of course, my cousin that came up from uh, Florida you know, three months ago was diagnosed with stage three melanoma, which in conventional medicine is a death sentence. And, um, you know, I, I sorted them out. I found out what the splinters were in his body, basically some heavy metals, some, you know, pesticides, viruses, put him on a nutritional program. And then I had him buy his own ozone machine. I mean, if you run to the doctor, it could be $150 of treatment. And he was treating himself 20 minutes a day. Well, in two and a half months, he called me up one night and he said, my PET scan showed that my stage three uh, melanoma was like 98% gone. So, you know, this is verification, documentation. This stuff is real deal. It, it works. And uh, and we do it through the ears, you know, ear insufflation. And it gets into your blood. It purifies your blood, your lymph. It's anti-inflammatory. It reduces pain. Uh, it stops bleeding. It just, you know, it helps your heart with arrhythmia problems. Your, it cleans out the cobwebs in your brain for memory. Uh, it doesn't get much better. Yeah, and, and it keeps your mitochondria, keeps those mitochondria happy. You know, it keeps, those, the, the, it keeps you from developing disease. That's why I really like it. It can help you prevent getting sick in the first place. Uh, we need energy in our cells. We need to be ever ready bunny, so to speak. Okay. Well, you know, the yeah, other interesting, yeah, the, the cordyceps that you had mentioned that you're taking and I take, well, that helps longevity also because it helps basically with the telomeres, you know, it prevents them from being destroyed. And that's about the whole thing about anti-aging. As we get older, the telomeres keep shortening in our DNA strands. But this way with the cordyceps, it uh, protects it. All right, so and I really agree with that. And and Dr. Nye said that it contains everything you need to be healthy, uh, and I I, I I did believe that. So between the cordyceps and the ozone, uh, you re, you really have a great start at, at being healthy. Uh, so the, the, the mega six oils, you know, we can't forget Peskin's research. I mean, that that to me is like getting down to the foundation of health. You could put you know, the, the highest quality nutrients in your body, but if it can't get through that cell membrane, you're just wasting your time and money. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I, I, I started with that. And it's important to keep that cell membrane permeable. And if you're taking fish oils, and Dr. Peskin has the best definition of commercial fish oils, antifreeze for fish at 30 degrees Fahrenheit. 
And as soon as they, as soon as they, the fish come up to the surface at 70 degrees or so, they're already starting to get rancid. So, uh, he, the, if, another interesting article I read yesterday when I got home after being away for a while was uh, there's an article by a Gabby, Dr. Gabby, I forget his last name. He was a, he was a, he had an editorial about how the fish oil studies are not showing what they everybody thought they would show as far as heart disease and stroke. So I sent it to Dr. Pesk. I hope he writes a comment uh, to this doctor to explain to him. Yeah, sure they're not working because they 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 were failed uh, to start with. So um, the the parent essential oils are the way to go, ladies and gentlemen. So ozone therapy increases delivery of oxygen to the cells. We need that more as we get older. It increases how we utilize oxygen because it helps us uh, get get oxygen to the cells. It stimulates cytokine function. Dr. Jerry said anti-inflammatory. That's the cytokines. They're the magic molecules that our immune system used to control and eliminate infections and cancers. Ozone increases nitric oxide production. That could be a whole in itself, right? Absolutely. Well, you know, it's also important they form ozonides, which are like lipid peroxidases. They hang around for at least 10 days, two weeks. So, you don't have to do it every day. I mean, if you have cancer, it's another story. But on a regular basis, every other day is more than sufficient because these ozonides hang around and they burn up the toxins that are in your blood and your mitochondria, and it basically helps clean house. And ozone therapy stimulates antioxidant enzymes, okay? Not not as much as Dr. Wong's imescence, but... We all agree, and most scientists agree, that the cause of every chronic degenerative disease from cancer to heart disease and aging itself is the damage caused by excess dangerous molecules called free radicals. So it is antioxidant, and it's directly toxic to all microbes, okay? So, gosh, you know, with something so well thought out, been used for, for years, it's not new on the block, uh, why not give it a try? So well, and it uh, doesn't disrupt your microbiome. You know, you give an antibiotic, it has a narrow window of effectiveness, and and if it doesn't include that uh, spectrum of a bacteria, you're done. And plus, you're knocking off all healthy bacteria in your intestines. So at least with the ozone, it'll take care of viruses, bacteria, fungi, you know, the whole gamut. And 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 if you have to, it can partner up with conventional therapy. Okay, uh, if uh, you you know you have a really serious infection, uh, it can work with antibiotics. Uh, but of course, the whole idea is to keep your body healthy so you don't need them, uh, so you don't get sick in the first place. So uh, that that's easy that's for you to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm stuttering. And the ozonides, like Doctor Doctor Jerry said, you know that increases that nitric oxide production. And gentlemen that have ED problems, a lot of that is nitric oxide, not enough of it. Uh, it's important for our heart and our circulation. And not, lastly, but not leastly, sexual function. Uh, so it, this is just a, you know, com- and, and you can't make this ozone from the air because the air has too much nitrogen in it. You have to have a, uh, either a medical-grade oxygen or an industrial-grade oxygen, which is still 99-some percent pure oxygen to make this ozone. So it's not something you can make with one of these $99 uh, generators from, from Amazon. 
uh, you need to spend a little bit of money, like a thousand dollars. Sorry to say it's a little bit expensive, but it's probably less than your deductible. And, uh, and you'll, you'll, you probably, probably, you know, it's anti-aging and will prevent, uh, you from getting sick in the first place. And if you come down with a little flu, I mean, you can give yourself a, a treatment at home at your convenience and, and knock it out. I know my secretary, uh, about six weeks ago had some really, uh, head congestion and she did two 10 minute treatments a day apart. The third day she was, you know, coughing up all kinds of uh, green and yellow mucus. And, um, you know, but after that she felt really well. Jerry, there, there's, there's a few lines to open. I'm going to ask for any questions, and then barring that, we'll get on to the questions that were sent into us by uh, okay. Dr. Rod, un, unfiltered, uncensored. I have uh, uh, the last four numbers of the phone number, 8402. Any questions for Dr. Jerry or I? Not, not at this time. Okay, thank you. Uh, 5686, last four numbers. Any questions for Dr. Jerry or I? Um, basically, the cordyceps, where would you purchase that? At a health food store? Or? No, the key is that cordyceps has to be grown at an altitude of like 10,000 feet in pristine environment. You know, most of the cordyceps that's available from uh, in the U.S. and Canada are not grown in the pristine environment so that their, their potency is nowhere near. Uh, what it should be, and plus, what I found, I was, you know, getting mine from West, uh, from Oregon, from a farm, and they were cutting it with 28% polysaccharides, which is like putting talcum powder in heroin. You know, you're, you're cutting oh. the uh, the potency down. So you got to be careful. And I I didn't realize it myself until I I studied Dr. Nye's slide presentation on cordyceps. So not only are they cutting it with the with polysaccharides, but the potency is not there. So uh, ICNR, which is actually my company, uh, we ca we get it from Dr. Nye, who imports it from China. And I know China has a bad rap on a lot of stuff, but Dr. Nye grew up in China, knows the family that's you know producing and growing the cordyceps. And I'll tell you, after taking it, it's like Sunoco 110 racing fuel. This is the real deal. Wow. Okay. Thanks for the info. You're welcome. All right, Jerry. Let's get to uh, let's get to our questions. Um, are you you ready for some questions? Absolutely. You sure now? You were stuttering. Uh, well, I'm clearing my throat. <laughs> <laughs> the first one I have here is uh, uh, Linda from uh, North Carolina. I have a four-year-old son who developed tachycardia. That that's a, a rapid heartbeat. After he had a mercury filling placed in one of his primary molars, could the mercury be the cause? What do you think? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, the mercury leaks out 24-7 from any of the mercury fillings placed in your teeth. And it could easily be uh, energetically tested to determine if the mercury is present in the heart. Uh, you could put all kinds of heart monitors and all that, but and then yeah, you're documenting the tachycardia, but it's not showing you the source. So from my clinical experience, I would have to say with a high degree of certainty that the mercury would be the cause for your son's tachycardia. Okay, that was for Linda. Now we have for Harold from... Uh... Well, let me just add a little uh, icing to that. I had a patient from Nova Scotia who, when she was in the shower, she would turn her head and her heart would go up to 160 beats a minute. 
and she'd been to all the top cardiologists and neurologists, and they couldn't figure it out. And it turned out she had one huge mercury filling in a molar tooth, and the mercury was in her vagal ganglion. It was in her heart, and after she got rid of it, her tachycardia totally disappeared. Wow. So mercury can can cause irregular heart problems. Yeah, and then what they want to do, like I had another little boy, they wanted to do an appellation on his heart. In other words, destroy the fibers of the heart that are causing the rapid heartbeat instead of figuring out what's causing it. So at a young age, he would have an appellation destroy some of the heart fibers. What the heck is he going to do by 35, 40? He'll be right. on the list for a heart transplant. I mean, it's lunacy. You ready for Harold? I have yeah, one for, ready for Harold. Okay. Harold from a place I, 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 I've heard of but never been, Casper, Wyoming. Thank you for listening, Harold. I hope you're listening tonight. Six months ago, I had surgery on the bottom of my foot to remove a cyst. The wound will not heal, and the doctor wants to re-surgerize. He wants to re-cut them up again in that area. Is there a better way to handle my problem? So he's had a cyst removed from the bottom of his foot. That had to be painful, and now they want to do it again. Yeah, absolutely. The first thing you want to do is take zymescence because it's a systemic enzyme. and It'll counteract any swelling and remove any foreign protein that may be lingering in the, in the wound. Uh, then you need food-based vitamin C, like Almacy, which is from Indian gooseberry, and that'll help heal the wound. In addition, you can use a full-spectrum uh, light from Bioptron. That increases microcirculation by 48%, speed up the healing process. And uh, also, you want to take food-based vitamin E and A and a good multivitamin. And I, I recommend Moringa uh, to cover all bases. So uh, Moringa is full-spectrum nutrients, gives the body everything it needs. And then you can also use ozone, creating a little tent, a little plastic tent around the wound and pump in ozone to it, and that'll speed up the healing process too. So, yeah, there's absolutely alternatives. And uh, unfortunately, the doctors, you know, they don't connect the dots and they don't have the time to do the research. Okay, that's that's a great answer. I'm glad you threw in ozone there because uh, that – I've seen some magnificent things uh, uh, happen with an ozone bag around a wound, and the healing is just incredible. Like you say, it is it is super super fast. Is that how you spell Poughkeepsie? I have a, a an email here from Poughkeepsie. I didn't know that's the way you spell it. Poughkeepsie, New York. Let me see if I can read this. I have sleeping problems, and she's had it for many years. Oh my gosh. She takes Ambien. Boy, she should have heard my my show on Ambien. I'll, I'll see what you say. I may add something. Can I get off this medication and substitute something natural? So we have a person with sleep problems. What do you, what do you recommend for her? Well, you can bet your sweet Poughkeepsie on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, you want to calm down your sympathetic nervous system. So taking magnesium and organic minerals helps to quiet your sympathetic nerves. Uh, second, you're going to need some kind of exercise on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be jogging, you know, out in the countryside. All you need is 15 minutes a day on one of those small trampolines, you know, to get your lymphatics flowing and get the toxins, you know, uh, pumped out of your system. And third, you know, don't watch TV in bed. 
and uh, you know reduce the exposure to the blue light. Use blue blockers and all uh, lenses because that'll uh, reduce your melatonin production if you get the blue light from the TV screens. Uh, also, you want to keep no night lights on uh, again because the light prevents the melatonin from being produced from your pineal gland. Um, bottom line is you want to keep any electromagnetic interferences away. So clock radios near your uh, your bed, you want to discontinue that. If you're charging your phone at night, don't do it next to your bed. Put it on airplane mode. If you have any Wi-Fi, please turn it off at night because that stimulates your adrenals and systemic inflammation. Um, and lastly, you know, you can take some liquid melatonin. I happen to like uh, Premier Research's uh, melatonin because uh, it is powerful. You know, you take, you know, about 10 drops an hour before bedtime and you'll sleep like a baby. That meaning you'll be up every two hours with a wet diaper, but all kidding aside, <laughs> it'll, <laughs> it'll make you sleep real well. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, that's the name of the game is you got to look at it globally, what the problem is, because ambient look at some of the side effects you know rapid heartbeat nausea vomiting diarrhea loss of appetite impaired vision slow breathing rates muscle cramps i mean it's crazy you know Uh, there's something that's not listed there that is a black box warning now and that's aortic aneurysm oh wow yeah, I mean, if there's ever a reason to stop it, it is is so that you don't get this balloon in your belly that bursts and you're almost guaranteed to die. So with the drugs, uh, the antibiotics called quinolones, which is Cipro and Levaquin and Ambien, they cause a, a aortic aneurysms, ladies and gentlemen. And and there's black box warnings, but I bet your doctor doesn't know about it. But now you do. Jerry, uh, I sent you an email uh, that uh, earlier. Do you want to discuss uh, uh, that listener or, or not uh, about the guy that had Lyme disease or a woman that had Lyme disease and a chronic mycoplasma infection? Uh, yeah, basically, anytime a person has chronic infections, there's invariably uh, a weak thyroid in the equation along with adrenals. And in fact, I just had a, a woman in today, very similar to the case that you had sent me, been around to all the integrative doctors, alternative doctors, conventional doctors. And the poor thing, you know, she was in severe, severe pain. So first thing I checked, I said, I checked her thyroid and she had about four different heavy metals in her thyroid, Epstein-Barr in her thyroid, cytomegalus virus in her thyroid, and glyphosate in her thyroid. So all these people with all their fancy blood tests, you know, didn't pick up the root cause of the problem. And the same thing with Lyme disease. Invariably, there's a weak thyroid, so your immune system is weak. You got to clear that up. The other thing you really want to look at is pH. People in chronic pain or chronic infections, they have, they're too acidic, which means they have low oxygen levels. So that's where ozone would come in, you know, very, very handy to, you know, increase the oxygen, burn up the toxins, and get their immune system, you know, back in line. And the other thing is by using, like, a desiccated thyroid or desiccated adrenal, you kind of give it a boost. I mean, I'm using a product from the West Coast um, by uh, uh, Physician Standard, and it's homeopathic uh, cortisol, uh, or yeah, and it basically gives that adrenal a little boost. 
And uh, the bottom line is, you know, when you get that adrenal to start kicking in, it takes the burden off the thyroid, and uh, they start to feel better, less depression, anxiety, and that helps the whole healing situation. And, again, a good general multiple, you know, food-based source like moringa is an excellent source, and uh, some good oils to repair the cell membrane, you know, and that's how you approach these problems. You've got to get down to the root cause, find out where the splinters are uh, in the organs. When I be splinters, you're talking heavy metals, viruses, bacteria, fungi. Get them out with natural means, and then the body kicks in. So, Jerry, what, what I didn't understand is when it was described about her teeth, that they, they felt soft and they were yeah. painful, and the dentist yeah. told her there's nothing wrong with her. Well, in, from his perspective, because radiographically or x-ray, nothing showed up. But invariably, either Lyme disease or other viruses, they can get into the pulps of the teeth, into the uh, ah. you know living tissue around the roots, which are not going to show up on an x-ray. And that's where the pain comes in. Also, systemic inflammation. When you have Lyme and all that, you have systemic inflammation, which causes the pulps to become swollen. And so the teeth become uh, super sensitive. The hot, cold, and also the the periodontal ligaments become swollen, so the teeth get spongy in, in the socket. Well, that's a great, great answer. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you have questions for Dr. Jerry or, doc, or Dr. Ron, you can email them to docronradio at gmail.com, D-O-C-R-O-N, docronradio at gmail.com. And uh, if you get a chance, like us on uh, Facebook uh, and like us on Instagram, uh, same names. And if you have, if you're an Apple user, we're uh, on Apple uh, Podcasts. If you could give us a like there, that would really help. Uh, uh, you know, it looks good when we have a lot of likes. So, uh, Jerry, I, I really, that was, they were great, uh, great answers. Thank you. You're welcome. So, ladies and gentlemen, one other thing you want to do, or I, I think you should do, is go to the Environmental Working Group, EWG.org, and they have a water section in there. I don't have it up in front of me, but they have a, a section where you can see how your municipal water, uh, how, it, how, it, how it fares, how, you know, what toxins it has in and how safe it is. And that's where this article that I saw tonight about uh, California's water and having all the... Uh, uh, radioactive material in it. That's where I saw it on ewg.org. Good, you know, if you're looking for a good sunscreen, uh, one that doesn't have oxybenzone uh, in it, that's destroying all our coral reefs and doesn't do a darn thing to stop melanomas. Yeah, you, you'll find the list of uh, approved safe uh, sunscreens. Uh, so I, I do recommend that, that website. And also take a look at Dr. Jerry's website, ICNR.com, ICNR.com. Uh, he has lots of good videos, all clean. Uh, everybody has their clothes on, so uh, it, 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 it's PG approved. <laughs> well, I don't have anything else, Jerry. I think this was a, a, a great show we put together tonight. I think we gave our listeners uh, something to think about. Uh, from the current news to ozone to questions that they had, and uh, uh, any anything at the end. What do you think? Yeah, a um, couple things. One, uh, zeolite, you want to take that to help to combat the radiation that you're getting in the water and from Fukushima. 
Yeah, I agree. I started taking that myself and recommend it to my friends. Uh, it's a great product. Uh, the only thing that I find is that you have to take it, do not take it around the time you take supplements because it will bind them. That's my experience. But you, you've had probably had more experience than I do. What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, you're that? exactly right. Yep. Yeah, because it'll, it'll pull out everything. And detox. You know, if you're fortunate enough to be able to get into a sauna and sweat, don't be afraid to sweat. They get rid of a lot of toxins that way. Uh, the hydrogen water we've talked about, uh, not an expense for most people. That most people should be able to afford that, I think. Uh, make your hydrogen water, drink it. You have to drink it within 30 minutes because it's such a small molecule. But a great way to stay healthy, keep your cells healthy because it goes right into the cells. Uh, really, it doesn't take a lot you know you need sunshine clear water detox rest i mean we you know we talked about sleep you need good restorative sleep you need exercise you need food-based supplements and you need a good diet junk food in junk food out and the one thing we don't talk about is is thought processes you know you think junky you're going to make junk you're going to make inflammation believe it or not bad thoughts uh, can cause inflammation so uh, that's all I have for tonight myself, Dr. Jerry, and uh, looking forward to next week. We're going to talk a little bit more about ozone and uh, current news of the day and, and take your questions either live here on, on the podcast or if you want to email them to me and uh, that way we can look smart. We can prepare our answers. So that's uh, docronradio at gmail.com. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Dr. Jerry, Dr. Ron. The name of the podcast is Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Alexa, Amazon, iTunes, most of the Ford products that have that, whatever, you can hook your phone, you can listen to it. So give us a, give us a look, refer us to your friends. We really appreciate it, especially all those people there in the, at Drexel University Medical School that are listening. I really appreciate that. And... Uh, We'll see you on the radio next week. Dr. Jerry, thank you for everything. Take care. And have I, fun. I'm going I'm to go have that Barolo. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone. Good night. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to Dr. Ron, Unfiltered, Uncensored, with Dr. Ron and Dr. Jerry. We are here each and every week to bring you medical news that you can use and medical news that you will not hear on the mainstream media. We hope you enjoy our podcast, and we hope to see you on the radio next week. Have a great one. Ciao.